Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to TapCap Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast that hosts a Halloween episode on November 2nd, and it's only really half a Halloween episode. I am Corey, joined as always by Justin, Mr. Eckhart Slatter. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. So I, for our audio listeners, am wearing the most simple Halloween costume I could think of. Uh, it's the first one that I've had in like 25 years. So I have I, I learned that hair wax as a dye is difficult to use, and I would prefer to have just used hair dye. So, I've... so are you are you baby driver? <laughs> or not baby driver, just driver? Who are you supposed to be? Fry. We talked about this. Oh, yeah, right. OK. Yeah, I didn't dress up. No, it's, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I we talked about it and then there wasn't confirmation. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't do it. I mean, I'd say that me sending pictures of the order confirmation of the jacket and hair dye. OK, I didn't even get that. Was that in our chat? I think so. I didn't see that. I swear, because you, you told me today you were dyeing your hair and I was like, oh, is he just doing it? Like, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but like, are the other guys dressed up, too? Like, no. I well, I understood that. Most likely no one else was going to do anything. But okay. I felt like doing it. And now Charlie's yeah. not even going to be there on the other pod or on the other stream anyway. So don't get me started. This was just this was just for me, really. <laughs> I just like to do it for myself, baby. It's perfectly OK. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. So there you go. And uh, just just to really to really send that home. Just before we get into into all the the Star Warsness for tonight. What do you nerds want? There we go. That's <laughs> Will that show up on the podcast, the audio version? I don't know. It should, because I'm recording you through my desktop audio. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, you'll, you should be good. Yeah. Well, you're recording me, but that will be for the video. Like, I'm going to have to... I'll, I'll just grab the video okay. for it, it, I guess. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's behind the scenes technical issues. Anyways, no one cares. It, it, Futurama quote. Futurama quote. But the people listening to just the audio file, they can't see the costume anyway, so they don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. But any uh, any big Star Wars news that we should talk about before uh, before getting into the book? Tonight's topic is going to be Rebel Dream by Aaron Alston. We are back in the New Jedi Order. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, I don't think there was much that was new. Um, yeah, I, I like there's been nothing, so. I mean, there is new Futurama news in that two more seasons of the of Futurama well, I didn't hear that. has been confirmed. Which good. I mean, the season that just came out was a little bit uh, not great, but hey, they're rusty. Oh, really? I thought, I thought people were liking it. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't, I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Kind of mid, kind of boring. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I guess uh, Star Wars now. That's what we do. I just, I gotta say I, I I felt like this this might be a very controversial opinion. I felt like much of Futurama was kind of or was kind of boring. Okay, that's that's fine. Yeah, we'll talk about that on a future Futurama episode. Right. So we are reading book one of the Enemy Lines duology, Rebel Dream. Um, this is Rebel Dream, right? Or is it Rebel Stand? It's Rebel Dream. I'm pretty sure. I think Rebel the Stand Dream. is the next time. Right now they're all just sitting. Yes, you're right. Because the Rebel Dream, the ship, is in the book. Yeah. That's Leia's old Star Destroyer. Um, 
from way back during the uh, during the courtship of Princess Leia, and I also believe it was the, I I didn't I should have checked this. I think it was the tyrant, right? Isn't it the one that gets eye on cannon at Hoth? Is that isn't that the rebel dream? I can never remember if it's uh, emancipator liberate like which of which of which becomes which. So I'm the wrong. If only there was a giant. If only there was a giant website that had all this information. It was the tyrant. And it was, yeah, it was the one that it was the first catch of the day one that gets hit by the eye. Well, cannon. guess it got caught that, that someday. What are the chances, though, that it just happens to eventually get captured? Like accuser, I think, gets captured. They the chimera gets captured and scrapped and then it gets taken back like it's a whole mm-hmm. all of them just get taken over. It's 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 a problem. There's a like big the security. The, I like the scene where the chimera reappears, though. Even though it's under the command of uh, Dala. Well, that's when it reappears the other time. When does it reappear the other other time? It always just keeps reappearing. Mm-hmm. Like it's gone. Like the New Republic gets it. They throw it out. Pelion gets it back. Then it leaves again. And then Dala comes back with it. Right. Right. And then there's like right to rule in the middle there and all that other. Like it's it's a whole it's a whole kerfuffle. But uh yeah, so we've we've been we've been away from the New Jedi Order for a while. Uh, when we were initially going to be doing this book, I read it then, and I'd read it shortly before. So mm-hmm. I've read the book about three times in the last year. So I read it for a third time now. Still enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Any very short novel. Yep. Like it's got to be one of the shorter. It's got to be the shortest New Jedi Order book. Because I was like, I I finished, I accidentally finished it in two sittings. I was like, oh, I'm done. I yeah, was like, it's worried. like 270 pages compared to the other ones that are usually around 350. Yeah, I was like a little stressed today because I was like, uh, I was only like, I I meant to. I had hockey last night and I got home and I meant to read it and I woke up and I I first, rather I fell asleep on the couch, uh, with like it open. And then my my Kindle died today. And that was, I think, because it was running all night last night for like seven or eight hours. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I finished it. No problem. So it was uh, it was a, I really enjoyed this one, actually. I thought it was I thought it was one of my favorites so far. Mm-hmm. Um, there are parts that like are like a lot of the uh, moral questions of the earlier book of the earlier books are kind of thrown out the window. Yeah. Like they're talking about like what strategies they're going to use. And they're like this time we're going to be the empire everyone's like yeah and it's like that means orbitally bombarding like hundreds of thousands or at least thousands of living beings and like everyone at this point is just cool with it um well they they've only sent uh they've only sent soldiers it's not hundreds of thousands yeah yeah it's just a, a tactic that they stopped using for like they happen to have an open field this time but, well, there were uh, Chazrak too. They said there were Chazrak, I believe. Well, those are those are from a different galaxy. They don't count, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah. So the the premise of the book is after the fall of Coruscant in the prior books. Uh, like I think it's we're like two books past it now because there's the aftermath of some of it in Dark Journey, and we have this happening kind of consecutive or at the same time as parts of Dark Journey before Jaina gets there, but. Uh, but Wedge has been has retreated to Borlaeus. They're gonna they've taken the garrison on Borlaeus out, which was used by the Vong as a staging point against Coruscant. It was used by the New Republic against Coruscant before. And 
Well, or soon after Wedge has taken the planet, the New Republic Advisory Council shows up. We have a brand new self-appointed chief of state who's like, hey, take this planet, hold on to it forever and die. Okay, thanks, bye. And uh, turns out that Wedge is able to hold on to it forever. And this is the story. Too long, arguably. Yeah. Yeah. So as you kind of alluded to, um, Borlaeus is important planet it's like one jump away from uh coruscant and wedge's plan is kind of to use it as like a point of attrition for the vong um where he kind of wants to lure them into a bunch of little victories so they dedicate troops and resources um then he wants to kind of get a few i i I honestly don't think we ever really get his full plan for what he was going to do but you kind of get the gist of it um but all of that is somewhat uh, interrupted when the Lusankia shows up right in the middle of one of his sort of like faint retreats and uh, completely annihilates a Vong task force. Um, then we spend kind of much of the look. And I mean, when you've read it, it's pretty obvious what's going on. There's kind of this thing called the Emperor's Spear. Um, and in the, uh, in the, the novel... It presents it like they're actually trying to do something with like these crystals and these turbo lasers and and um, what what you know afterwards that it's really just a fake super weapon to get the Vong there, but that's it's not Star really revealed. Star Lancer, yeah, Emperor, Emperor Spear is the real. Emperor Spear is uh, the real. Next time that doesn't exist yet. Spoiler alert. Well, they do mention it at the end. That was Emperor's Hammer. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, so Emperor's Hammer the... is the the orbital bombardment that they do in this book. Emperor's Spear is next book with Lusankia. They're not planning that yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're maybe starting to think about it a little bit, but because the world ship is there. Yeah. So the the Yuzon Vong commander that they're up against after uh, the Vong. So the, a lot of the book is about how everyone's making assumptions about how everyone around them works. So how the Yuuzhan Vong think the New Republic works, how the New Republic think the Yuuzhan Vong works, and down to specifics about like how Jaina thinks Jag works, how Jag thinks Jaina works, uh, how all the Yuuzhan Vong think the Defender on Borlaeus is actually it, the defense is under the command of Garnbal Iblis rather than Wedge, and how Wedge and Tycho are setting up their plans to convince the Yuuzhan Vong they'll do something they wouldn't by having them all act like different people. So. There's a lot of mind games that go on and the uh, the fake retreat that you're alluding to is kind of to draw them into that attack on the planet that ultimately gets messed up by the Lusankia, but then gets helped mm-hmm. in the end by the Lusankia being able to pulverize every ground force in the system. Yeah, we spend a lot of time kind of on Borlaeus because um, they're rebuilding the base there. And the almost pretty much the entirety of the book, with a few exceptions, happens on planet over this over the span of uh, it's like what six weeks or so, I think. Yeah, we're in like weeks. the almost at day forty by the <laughs> end of it. Yeah, so we're there for quite a while. We see them kind of build up their their strength, and uh, they're also Borlaeus has also been uh, Vong formed to a degree, like they're living for a time, and not only the uh, the bunker that the Krytos virus was well the Krytos virus bunker is still there. Cause this is the one they captured back in the, uh, the X-Wing series. And that's kind yeah. of, I think one of the main draws in this book um, is that like, it is a tie into 
not just Aaron Alston's X-Wing series, and Aaron Alston did write this one, which we, we should have mentioned, but also uh, Michael Stackpole's. Like, I know there was, like, one person who was, like, really fucking excited to see, like, some of these random, like, Kel Tainer, like, like, yeah, I've been waiting for Kel Tainer to return. Yeah, it's one of the books that had, like, all of the, the whole Yuzon Vong War with all the different authors in it, you get the little cameos by the different pet projects of the authors. You do get a bit of the authors playing with each other's toys a bit more as well. Like, mm-hmm. the next book, we're going to get more of that with Alston still writing it, but it plays more on some stuff from Children of the Jedi. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, you usually think of the Bantam era Star Wars books as having the grouping of, like... Timothy Zahn, Aaron Alston, Michael Stackpole on one side. Then you have like the Callista trilogy authors on another. And the Yuzon Vong War, you start to get more interplay between the ideas of all of them. And I think that's kind of nice. Even if I do think what we're going to get next book with Eric Ismar is one of the weirdest fucking things. And it's, all it's of honestly Star Wars. bizarre. So we get a hint of it in this time because yeah. Luke is seeing visions of like a dark force on Coruscant. And you think it's something related to the Yuzhan Vong, but given the fact that it's in the Force, it kind of hints that it's not. And if you've never read the next book, what it ends up being is truly fucking bizarre. Why, uh, why Luke ODST orbitally orbital drop potted into Coruscant is really really weird. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I kind of want to get some art commissioned. I want to get the person who did my Abeloth art to uh, to do it. Yeah, I mean it. It's interesting. Um, but like that that's kind of luke's whole plot even in this book that's kind of leading up to that where him and mara do have some side stuff of mara needing to learn to let go of ben a little bit uh because there's only so much she can do and she said to herself that if she can never leave ben alone and go and actually be active in helping people then by the time she's able to do anything, when the Vong show up to take Ben, it's probably too late. So mm. we're, there's a bit of a breakthrough with her. But really, yeah. Jaina is he's starting worry to about the, the long game. Worry about the long game. Yeah. Like he's been he's only been captured, what, 16 times? What's 17 going to be? Exactly. Fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one thing. OK, when you were reading the beginning of the book. I forget that. What's the name of the transport that they have? Um, was that not a Zytar to you? Uh, which the one at the start? Yeah, and the one that Lando goes in later. I mean, I was picturing. I think I was actually picturing a pelican. I never thought about it. But because, no, not okay, a pelican. So... What's the other one? Albatross. Oh, like a big pelican, like from Halo? You mean? Yeah. Okay. So it's described as, you know what the, the Zytar yeah. or whatever. So it's described as two, a large section with the bridge the and all the, the living quarters, and then a spindly section, and then the back that's smaller with the engines. Mm-hmm. And it's described as being 170 meters, and the Zytar is 164.8. The only weird thing is, at one point, it describes the two modules as being at the stern, but that's just a mistake because like it's described exactly like the Zytr, um, like yeah. exactly. So I just thought it was weird. It was never made explicit, but I think that's what it's meant to be because Probably. like down to a T it matches. I mean, it. they'd be pulling from uh, source books and stuff for any of oh. the ships. So 
I actually just looked. Uh, I just checked the. I just checked the talk page, and that's the top. Uh, the record time. People are asking whether it might be one. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Well, then it blows up at the end. So. Yeah, on purpose though, kind of. Yeah, but it still, still blows up. Yeah. Yeah. The the opening battle tries to throw off. Uh tries to throw you off because like Lando is going in on the ground assault. He's got his Yuzon Vong hunter droids and all mm-hmm. the other commanders, all the other soldiers are nervous. His troops aren't. He's not nervous for his troops' lives. And they want mm-hmm. you to think like, oh, is Lando kind of a dick because he doesn't care what happens to him? Oh no, it's droids. Well, it's but, like straight up misleading at one point. Yeah, but what they don't realize is Lando's actually a dick. Yeah. Because uh he 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 starts talking about like he 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 makes them like dig the trench out with the the explosives and everything because the way they bring this the rockamot down is just put it over the explosives and boom and that was a weird scene but yeah so after he makes them all do this stuff he says you know that's the kind of worker negotiations i really love and what this book does is show us that Lando is going to be the first one to the guillotine once the revolution finally comes to Star Wars. Especially where he's... Well, he's, that's why he starts fucking the droids, too. Yeah. Is that why Ben has the nanny droid made like that? It's not really for him? It's like, it's like Lando. Ben hasn't been breastfeeding. He doesn't need the droid to have massive tits. <laughs> massive functional tits. <laughs> they don't even hold milk. You've got... Why is there whiskey Didn't in there? Didn't they, though? No, they did, yeah. I just felt like he he changed it out with whiskey. The funniest thing, like, there was... The funniest thing that in this book funny. is... uh, What's his name? Fucking Tark. Is that his name? Yeah. Or like, like Tark... Tark is like Poochie. Like, Tark is like... <laughs> like, he's so clearly, like, unwanted. But, like, this book makes it seem like Tark is, like, this well-loved character who, like, the audience is going to be... Ki- ki- who's going to care about. And, like, Tark is just fucking abandoned. I feel like, like they wrote themselves into a corner introducing him. Yeah. Because he's the kid that looks like Anakin that was used to, like, by Viki Shesh to trick Han and Leia into transporting them off. Uh, but, like, once you've done that, once you've killed his family... And you just have this orphan stuck with Han and Leia who looks like Anakin. You just have this awkward plot thread that follows them around and negs them for a while. Yeah, just like um, Luke with Gary Captison's daughter or son. Daughter, right? Yeah. Where he's the... like, he was meant to... <laughs> and she'll be, she'll be here later too. Um, it's like You were meant to take care of... You were supposed to take care of the little orphans, but you kind of didn't. <laughs> We write all the time. That's why she's never been in any of these books. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just, just, there's like, even the name, like Tark, it's like, come on. Like, we don't care about Tark. We do not care. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was really pulling for Han in that argument at the end when he was wanting to go back to Borlai. I was like, no, you, you, you joined the river and we never hear from you again. What even happens to, I, I don't think we get an answer to that, right? So I looked up Tark Star Wars wiki and like he doesn't even come up. Like Tark the species, Orden Tark, not him. And I I don't I don't see him. It's It's TFC, right? Yeah, it's Dab Hintak, because Tark is a fake name. Oh yeah, you're right. 
You're right. I thought his name. I thought his name was Tark. No, D- Dab Hantex, the the documentarian. No, that's uh, Wool Woolam Seer. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Corey. Wait, no, no, you're right. You're right. 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 Yeah, the kid's name is Tark, right? It is, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I thought so. Is it Mark? I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I I searched for Tark and it brought up Dab. Okay. But he, yeah, yeah he was the, he was the one. No, 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 no. He is the, Dab is Tark. He also he later he did work as a documentarian. He does show up more. He's in Fate of the Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I remember now when he's in Fate of the. Yeah. Okay, I remember. Yeah, I was thinking that Dab was because there's like the historian in this. Uh, So when I googled it and I saw a documentarian, I thought they meant like the Alliance historian. Yeah, there's the main guy who's William Sear. Then there's the guy who fucking hemorrhages out after stalking, uh, stalking Danny. Right, but this is going to be the one who's down in the uh, the underworld in Fate of the Jedi. I remember him. Yeah. Okay. So he doesn't. He does not end up with a great life, but still. No. No. Hilarious. I guess he is in until Unifying Force. Okay, no, he's okay. Yeah, he he's mentioned in Unifying Force. Yeah, we're <laughs> Tark pretty- died on his way back to his family. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Tark. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have felt so insecure around the Jedi. Yep, that's like also the da- Danny Kui for like such a major character. She doesn't get much play after this. No, well, she they do that with her. Like they literally do that with her. Yeah. The the Poochie thing, because she just fucks off on the Zonama Seagot. Mm-hmm. Which I mean kind of makes sense for her, but it makes more sense for Tahiri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. But with Tark, uh I, I did enjoy how when they're talking about leaving him on the mall with them, it's there was the two points to it of like one, he feels insecure around the Jedi because he doesn't have the powers they have. And the second is Leia basically implying that Wedge's kids are these like ratty little pieces of shit who are going to manipulate people into getting whatever they want anyways. Yeah, it's like they can handle it because they're awful, but like you're not as awful. Not just awful, like they're some of the chosen ones in this galaxy. They're allowed to be... Because yeah. Luke even you, I think Luke uses the term noble bloodline when talking to <laughs> Bindi Drayson. It's like, Old stock Corellians. <laughs> Luke is only in this book to grin, which he does like 86 times and to make racial epithets. <laughs> yeah, Luke carries around two things, a lightsaber and a chart of how like close to human someone is. And that decides whether <laughs> they can be in the gang or not. Let me see those ears. Let me. I'm taking out the calipers. That's probably why uh, everyone was so confused about Trisina Lobi being on the council at first. Like, oh, what mm-hmm. would you let the, the the Chevin on there? But really, it's a Chev, so that's why she was allowed. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for um, her to unroll her snout in the first Jedi <laughs> Council meeting. <laughs> snout she doesn't have. Oh, what a what an experience. I'm trying to think of what other really funny things are in this book. There's definitely a few. Um, I, one of the things that I love with the Aaron Olsen books are the like 
the interactions between the wraiths and the rogues where they're mm-hmm. all so quippy and they end up mm-hmm. coming across as just like the same character talking to themselves but i love it anyways so yeah um it was nice to see the wraiths again i wish face would have been in it more though He's, I think he's in the next one more, isn't he? I don't remember, honestly. But I just, I would have liked him more in this one. Well, you're going to get more of him, I think, so. Yeah. Then they're setting us up, because this is the, we get a bit of Wedge and Tycho here. We get a bit of Wedge, Wedge and Tycho next time. We get a lot more of the, uh, of the Wraiths with Luke next time, when Luke is there for more reasons than just racial epithets. Piggy didn't go with him, did he? No, Piggy, I think, is staying in Twin Sons. Jaina, right? Yeah. 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 Because people are straight up racist to Piggy. Like, and I... I guess, like, him being a smart Gamorrean is truly surprising, because, like... But still, like, you shouldn't say that to him, right? Yeah, Jaina literally says the when pigs fly line next to him, and... Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, deeply troubled by it. But... There's also no um, human resource and on the Borlaeus rebel base, so she can kind of get away with it. Plus, she's meant to be a goddess, so that's another thing we didn't really talk about. Uh, we're starting to see the Yuzhan Vong have like a big affinity for twins because they're very, very rare among their species and like kind of not as rare among humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Jaina is one half of the solo twins. Uh, Jason is right now, I guess, locked up in the embrace of pain. Um, but she starts, they start kind of doing psychological warfare <laughs> against mm-hmm. the Yuzhan Vong, um, where she's trying to act like she's not only been blessed. Is it Yun Harla? That's the, what's the, yeah, Yun Harla is tri- the twister, the trickster goddess. Yeah. So she's starting to act like she's not only, um, been blessed by the trickster god, but is like a, a literal manifestation of one. So that kind of, means that she gets to be a dick to anyone and everyone uh, through this whole book. And it's just her being a god. Which is great because she was kind of doing that anyways. So really worked yeah. out for, for her. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, she's been through a lot, but it's, it's such a, it's such a classic, like that age thought process to go through that most people end up growing out of. of like, mm-hmm. You're not, everyone's going to die. You're not special because you're going to die. You're alive. So get over it. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't want to get close to anyone because like, what if they die? Will they be too upset when she dies? Like, everyone's lost plenty of people. Get the fuck. You're you're, you're fine. Yeah. Her bigger thing is that like, she's too worried that people are going to be upset when she dies. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I I got a kick out of that. Um. (laughs) Look, everyone, I'm being mean to you because... I just can't handle how sad you'll be when I'm gone. Yeah. Which, like, for Kip, fair enough. Like, you should be getting away from him anyways. Yeah, uh, one, one, one thing about him is he's like, uh, he's like, I don't know why I like Jaina. I think it's because I like her, her dad so much. It's like, <laughs> you like her dad, so you, as a, like, a 30-year-old, are going to try to bang his 18-year-old daughter? Like, for the last five years almost. Yeah, that math ain't mathin'. Yeah, it's so it's so creepy because like all the Kip is one of the one of the more interesting characters and in like how he's handled by authors because like every author has a different take on 
whether he is actually responsible for blowing up Karita or whether that is just entirely on XR Kun. But then he, Kuhn, sorry. Uh, but then he Again. is an absolute dick to Luke throughout all of it, which is its own problem. And like, it, it's never brought up the just the general creepiness of him towards Jaina. And also, is it Hobby that does it or Wes? The exact same thing. We're like, this is apparently just okay. Yeah. I mean, probably accurate to uh, what what a bunch of people who spend so much time around uh, Starfighter would be like when like their squad mate has been a pig for the past ten years. But yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if Piggy was really into the whole sexual harassment thing, but no, Piggy's Piggy seems to be kind of more about. Piggy's like their starfighter tactics guy, which is, you know, I think that's fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's all about the starfighter tactics. Um, and he's kind of a surprise where everyone thinks that he's got nothing to offer and he consistently does. Yeah, he's he's good on the PR. He argues with everyone. He has the exact same personality as the rest of his squad mates at most times. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. Which is it's it might be a little unfair because like in the actual race squadron books they're all a bit more differentiated yeah. and here they're well, just like cameo characters, but Yeah, that's kind of the thing about all of the New Jedi Order. You get these um you know, you get these characters, they pop in for a minute, they uh they don't it's just kind of it's like it's it's not quite a cameo because some of them do, you know, progress their story, but with a lot of them, like the Wraiths characters, it, it is like, hey, we could have generic Starfighter pilot number 17 teaching you this, or we could have Piggy. Because yeah. they've got so many books to cover. Um, so yeah, some of them do get kind of a surface level, but it's still it's still usually enjoyable, yeah. I think. The real question is whether any of the characters go over the line that is required to to fit what Wedge and Tycho call a, a real rebel pilot or a real rebel character, where mm -hmm. like they they talk about how uh, like, oh, well, we disobey orders sometimes, we do all this shit. But there are the other characters, like uh, Captain Reth, I think his name is, the mm -hmm. E-Wing captain, yeah. or the squadron leader. And he's upset about the things he's been told to do, but he's following the, those orders. And later on, Jaina has an almost similar experience, but it's for a better reason, where if Reth had decided or Davip had decided to not follow the orders given to them by Wedge, it would have been bad because that was Wedge's plan getting counteracted. Whereas if Nameless Commander whatever point. gets countermanded by Wedge under him or Jaina does it, like then it's okay. So it's a really there's some there's a fine line between who is important enough to be allowed to engage in what they're saying is the important part about how the rebels think. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point because all of their because like so the big thing that's going on in this that we haven't actually talked about is basically the new Republic is crumbling. Corey talked about how the council shows up and they're completely just full of shit. Um, but as this is happening, they're trying to sort of recreate rebel, um, like the rebel cells that they used against the empire across the galaxy. And they make like a brain trust of all the, the really well-trusted people. So starts off it's like lando mara um wedge like like th those guys um 
and they're running these these two secret plans, Emperor's Hammer and Emperor's Spear, but it all relies on them misleading basically every single other soldier um, to try to make themselves seem weak. So, like, when it comes to the uh, trying to get the, the Emperor's Hammer, it relies on their defense basically crumbling and the bad guys attacking what they think is a, an important asset on their base. But nobody else is really clued into it. So it is kind of ironic where half it is, you know, about rebels. They're supposed to be fighting for the cause and less about hierarchy and more about, you know, just, you know, gumming it up. But Yeah, that's why that's why they're hitting them with the Empire with that. So they're going between the rebel and imperial tactics. But just in general, they're, you're not allowed to, to be a rebel unless you're a named character with at least one book written about you. Yeah. Can we trust them? Let's take a look at their Wikipedia page. Six appearances? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That really does seem to be the line, though. <laughs> Were they in the original trilogy or a relative? Oh, no. No. Jag, you're... <laughs> Let's see how you're appearing so far. Yeah, you're close. But no, stand outside. Stand outside. Jaina is one character who they're, like, uns unsure about at first. But then they seem to bring her in anyways. Yeah, but a lot of like the missed... actual organization of it gets kind of dropped, so it doesn't really end up yeah. mattering because this is the original resistance, as my prior video called it. Well, they also call themselves the resistance in Dark in Dark Empire as well. Yeah. <laughs> so not quite the original, but one of the originals. Oh, similar idea. Yeah, it's a it's a common concept, common concept. Yeah. Um. But what do you think of the uh, so they they have not yet the good guys have not yet um, overthrown democracy essentially, um, but they are still right now they're just not even operating within the new republic. The new republic has essentially ceased to exist. Yeah. Like they're willing to sacrifice wedge the Lusankia fleet positions. We don't really know what the high council's um, goal is here, presumably to. Uh, to make a deal with the Vong or something like that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's things are not going well. Yeah. Like Wedge's theory is that as he talks to Davip at the end, that like the, all the troublesome officers are being sent over here to be eliminated. Yeah. But like it, most of the officers that are left seem to be in the same boat as Wedge on how they feel about everything. Like Garnbell, Iblis, Trace Cafe, like they're all, all the like super senior command is just as mm -hmm. fed up. So like it, yeah. Like the, the next time we see any of the other advisors in a significant appearance or significant amount, it's in destiny's way. And so like the, the question of what their actual motives are or what they'd benefit from in getting wedge killed here really mm -hmm. doesn't ever get answered. Like they, they clearly don't think he's going to be able to succeed for very long. No, it's, it's yeah, and it doesn't seem like they're gaining much out of like being able to do stuff elsewhere while Wedge is here. So like, are is Po trying to set up a better deal for himself with the Vong? Is he going to become a little Quarren farmer off in the Mon Calamari seas when the Vong take over? It it would have been nice to get a bit more. It would have been nice to get like one of my criticism, I'd say, of the New Jedi Order is how little we get that kind of stuff generally. Like there's there's a whole war going on 
but um it feels like for most episodes you know we're or for sorry not for most episodes for most novels we're just going between what the main characters are doing like we haven't seen mon calamari yet throughout this entire series uh we haven't even really seen like have we even seen like garambel iblis really garam's um, been around but he's but been, has he been he's, he's usually been in the background like he kind of stays in the background throughout most of it yeah it's like but like has he actually appeared yet i think I he's been like in conversations i think he was there for lando's demonstration of the vong hunter droids okay i think still i, I think you but, get my general complaint yeah. like it's a bit i'd like to see more of the get it's a galaxy spanning conflict um i think sometimes like i like that they're telling these i don't want to call them slow stories but more focused stories um like more slice of life stories of like what's going on. But like, I would like to see kind of more, you know, this is how the war is going. Um, instead of it just kind of always being background detail. I think there are a few points where it becomes the focal point. Like I think edge of victory, uh, had a bit more of that where it was showing like, cause cause the early phase of the war, I think you do get a much better sense of how every different yeah. group is feeling about it. Where like, the New Republic's government is a, basically officially it doesn't matter that all these other worlds are getting genocided because there's no way they could possibly attack the core. We're all fine. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. But as you go a bit later, there is a bit more inconsistency about how like intact the government even is mm-hmm. where like here we're at what seems like a low point. And I guess they could rearrange or like they could have reorganized a bit more, but it's still... This is really setting them up to go a specific direction with like, we're going to be rebel cells fighting stuff off rather than we're a government fighting a government. Yep. But So how like, did they do any damage to that world ship? They just shoot it with a turbo laser or something? Yeah. Like it, it, it was, was basically the power of a turbo laser, but really far away. And I guess the the Dovin Basils would have been asleep or doing something else because like the if they weren't in a battle. So I don't think they're always kept up looking for threats. Right. So could it have worked, I wonder? If they'd actually put in a bunch of power, like if they tried to do something with that, you probably could have. But you need a very big crystal. I guess that is it, it. It definitely is described like the Death Star. So yeah, it's just a really bad yeah. Death Star. Yeah, it's more like a a laser it's range Death Star. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do like how it does. It does fucking nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like at the end of the day, it does nothing. But that's the whole point. Yeah. Although I, can, I think they they do catch some of it, don't they? With a black hole. Oh, that's the other big thing. Kip does the infamous uh, black hole uh, moving in this one, which is the. Uh, which is a, a feat brought up in many, many an online versus discussion board. Of is Luke or Kip better? No, just like how strong are Star Wars characters? One of the mm. the things that people always go to is, oh, Luke. Because I think Luke does it too. Oh, he, he, he moved a black hole. Oh, was the... It wasn't Project Star Lancer that did the actual shot. It was something lined up in the system. Oh, was it? Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, but uh, but yeah, the I don't know. It doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to move a black hole. 
I get just the it. most massive object in the galaxy. Well, the universe mass matters not. So just push, push. Just if I wanted to move a black hole, I would simply do it. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Like Fair do enough. you? That whole that whole thing is led up to with Kip being. I I could fight Luke. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I could fucking fight him though. I could beat that old yeah, shit. He's he says he always knew he was stronger than Luke. Really, dog? Really? More of an asshole okay. than Luke, but I mean physically, like you were working the mines. It's true for sixteen years of life, but let's not get carried away here, bud. <laughs> For all of his talk, we really don't see Kip using the force or using his lightsaber all that much, do we? Like, no, well, he moves a black the... hole here, but usually he's just fucking whining about something. Yeah, most of the um, most of the the force stuff comes from Jaina in this one. She, she she pulls off some pretty incredible piloting, and I guess I guess Kip is involved, but she's kind of in the lead, and she's got better reflexes. Jag is the impressive one, if, yes. if any of them. It's like he's <laughs> near Jedi ability. Yeah, and they're they're using their Jedi shit to sync up their movements to predict each other, like to reinforce each other's stuff. And then Jag just flies like I, I like, shot it too. I was just as good as you guys. Like I was like slightly slower, and you guys were like doing it together at the speed of light. Yeah, <laughs> like Jag's like Krillin, where he's got no fucking <laughs> abilities whatsoever. But he'll still get like a shot in, like Krillin with his fuck. Oh, what's it called? He's like destructo, destructo disc, disc and like cutting off. Who's does he cut off? Uh, Was uh, it Freeze's? I think he cuts off Freeze's tail, doesn't he, or something? Anyway, he's got no power, fucking nothing. He's just a hard worker and a good boy. That's like Jag. Jag's out here, this whole squadron. He's like, I want to see. Like that's like it's like me. Like I'm I'm pretty new to playing hockey. It's like. I want to play this this uh, beer league with all these really high quality players. That's like him. He's like, I want to join the squadron full of Jedi. I've got no fear, and but he does it, and he he's great. Yeah, and here we are again, simping for the fascist. Yeah, well, he clearly they're lucky he didn't get force powers, or they'd be fucking done. What if he did though? What if that would be what sort of the Jedi was going to be about? And it wasn't just Jaina's side of the family that gave Rowan and Marasia force abilities. Yeah. What if it's the, I mean, there's also like four or I guess not 14. There's five or six possible other grandparents, parents, great grandparents between their generations. But it's all just it's all just inbreeding, apparently, because no one else ever gets mentioned. Yeah, but yeah. We do get the return of the, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong on this. If you want to disagree, feel free. You'd be wrong too. But the greatest Yuzon Vong commander, Sol King Law, gets brought into the into the fold here. And I He's like Uncle Iroh. Yeah. He thought the whole fucking invasion was a bad idea. So props to him on that. Made the right call there. Everyone respects this guy, but I do have to take issue with his teaching style. You mean stabbing students? Well, not just that. The way he talks about it. Because this is this doesn't seem like it's actually the first day of the semester. Yet no. he's explaining this shit that he's probably done repeatedly before. So you're in this guy's class for six months already. And then 
He's like, oh, this six months they've been traveling the intergalactic void for a long ass time. Well, I don't, I don't know how long this particular class has been in session. Yeah. But like, what you've just received is a Soul King Law pit. Everyone who studies with me receives several. I was like, okay, what if they've been here for three weeks already, and this is this guy's fourteenth? So did like hearing himself talk. What can I say? What can I say? He should start a podcast. But yeah. even when I even when I was uh, making the video saying he is. He's the the Vong goat, not, not yeah. Goat, he's even like he's, he even tells him he's like this is a this attack's a bad yeah. idea. He loses in an attack that he said was fucking stupid. He really does remind remind me of Uncle Iroh, where yeah. he's like the respected military man. He's a little less, I mean, he's a little less overtly evil, I think. Um, less, but still pretty. Ones. Well, yeah, but like the. The baseline for the Vong is higher than the yeah, Fire okay. Nation. Well, that well, that's racist. Now you're being like Tark, I'm gonna throw out the S slur. <laughs> what? What do they call them? Um, I'm not saying scarheads. That. Yeah, that actually kind of sounds racist to say. Like, <laughs> I don't like saying that. <laughs> no, neither do I. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, he's a he's 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 a he's a cool cat. No, I agree, and he's about to get fucking banged up next book oh yeah most I, I do really appreciate the uh the thing at the end with him about the twins where he's like that fucking moron nomin didn't tell us about their twins so now the rest of the goddamn idiots i work with think this is important yeah he's like he's like they have a lot of twins here <laughs> like nobody else thought like yeah for us twins are sacred they've got a lot of twins here like it's not rare at all. They can <laughs> probably do it at will if they want. This seems like, like focusing on this is a bad idea, and yet... Remember when they took a whole book to fucking hunt down John and Kate plus eight? That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she deserved it. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah. It's the Shaper Cortex. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only the ninth cortex was sexual abuse. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, she got the uh, she got the hair of a much older woman grafted onto her head. <laughs> Very impressive. Okay, what did I have a note here for? No matter our disagreements, you remain a hero to the Yuzon Vong and and to your son. I owe you no. Okay, so I guess I guess my point with highlighting that was that we do start to see them more as people. People. But yeah, that was like the most uh, besides for the shamed one who was like in love with the other one. That was like the most um, kindness we've ever seen between two of them. Yeah. Well, he was sending his dad off to get fucking wrecked by Wedge Antilles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope we get to see his reaction. I think I, I feel like we do, but I'm not for sure. I don't Save remember him? for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he. I mean the reaction after he gets speared. Yeah, yeah, he he does, doesn't? He? Not yeah. to not to spoil, but. Oh yeah, he's there. He's there, big time, big time, big time, big time. Well, any other major character plot lines we haven't touched on yet? No, this was a pretty straightforward novel. Um, like you mentioned, Mara's going through some stuff. We get um, 
Leia and Jaina are sort of trying to mend uh, their relationship, which there she Jane is coming to terms with like uh, Leia's. I mean, you call it child abuse. That's probably a bit too much. Leia's absent parentage neglect. neglect yeah. Leia's neglect. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed that. Leia. It is a bit weird when Leia crawls into bed with her daughter when they're, yeah. they're not, they're essentially estranged. Like they're not quite estranged, but they're essentially estranged. And like, Jane is like 18 at this point. Like, I'm not saying it's like creepy. It's just like, I don't know. It's a little creepy. <laughs> don't do that. It's like, it's like the estranged version of I'll Love You Forever, the creepy book that parents love reading their kids. I'm sure yeah. you have a copy. I do. I've never actually read it to my kids, though. Okay. Well, wait till they're 18 and then there you go. It is weird. Like, it- if my wife caught me creeping into my mother's room and picking her up and rocking her, she would, I'm not even joking, she would fucking instantly divorce me. And for good reason. <laughs> yep. My mom fucking loved that book. And even she realized that it was, it was, it was questionable. I just want to talk to my mom. There you go. You don't. Having a dead mom does, uh, does get you even more in the fry, uh, the fry costume. Well, that's having a dead everyone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Speaking of yeah, dead it, everyone, if there's anything more we want to say about Tark, no, no, okay. I don't. I don't give a. Sh- I can't even pretend to give a shit about Tark. Well, just wait till Fate of the Jedi. Well, in Fate of the Jedi, he's essentially like, from what I remember, he's just a cameraman. Yeah. For the Perry Needmo News Hour, who's making a documentary on the lower levels of Coruscant. That's where what my memory is. That could be slightly wrong, but I believe those that's pretty much correct. I I vaguely remember a holy shit is that you moment, and then he doesn't like he's there, and that's kind of Yeah. That's the holy shit moment. Like oh, is, it, is it related to when uh Kent is trying to say they need to do a PR blitz and allow it to be filmed? Kind of. It's just kind of a like a they've got one of like the undercurrents of the fate of the Jedi is like the slave trade that's going yeah. on. Like across and the, the other Jedi think it's fucking sus that uh, Barack Keel is anti-slavery. Yeah, when it is, in fact, not sus whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then they talk about how bad it is in Coruscant's lower level. It's like, hey, maybe the Jedi should uh, fucking do something. That'd be that'd be that'd be swell. What do they do? Not a whole lot. No. Oh. They, they they go and rescue Luke. It's like most of the people in the galaxy are like, listen, my life wasn't noticeably worse under the Lovecraftian entity as Supreme Chancellor. <laughs> like, doesn't matter to me. Well, you either get the Lovecraftian evil entity or you get, like, what if Rommel ran the UN? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. Like like she, like uh, Apple Auth Care wasn't that bad. I had health insurance <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> like Apple Auth trying to take over the galaxy through like good public policy. <laughs> Change you can believe in. <laughs> Shape shifting you can believe in even. But that might interfere with uh, with Lando's love of profits. Yeah. Well, he doesn't love profits. He loves he loves scamming. scamming people. People. 
which I can relate to. Yeah, that's, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Lando, in his old age, he just <laughs> ended up playing a bunch of Among Us. Lando, the only thing he did, he did every day when he turned 70 was call the Raelians just to mess with them. <laughs> it's not even a scam. It's just like he just like fooling with people. I took everything they love from. Like Lando's going to be like a like like a serious scam, like a, like a not moral one. Like he's going to like defraud like the the Coruscant Teachers Fund or something. <laughs> I just love scams. Who like, okay. got those classrooms empty? <laughs> Lando, bad scam. I wish we got more follow up on what happened to Landoville on Coruscant or whatever, like Dome City or whatever uh, the fuck Dome you call it. Town, that. yeah, I think it was Dome Town, right? just Lando just getting head all day, <laughs> just just nonstop, just ooh, ooh, after, ooh. after the liberation of Yuzan Tar, it, it just gets renamed to Blowjob Central. Oh, that's one thing we didn't talk about. Alima Rar trying to bang Lando. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she's yeah. she do be she like tried that. To make, she, tr she tried to make um, Dome Town <laughs> wherever they were on the Yuzhan Vong vessel. The guy's like ninety. <laughs> yeah, and every every Yuzhan Vong technology is like essentially fingering. Like it's always like. They're basically like you could basically have them say like I f I put my finger on the villa until I found its clitoris like that's essentially yeah, what it's like it's like I looked for the fold and like I yeah it's the it it's the I nerve clusters that they're looking for by shoving their hands <laughs> yeah. into flesh folds it's literally what they're doing and, like people think we're joking that's like pretty much what it says yeah. Like there's one, especially in this one, where it's like I, f I felt for the moisture in the like. What are you? What are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Star Wars authors cannot be hornier. Yeah, like you trying you trying to fuck that flesh that door. House? How often do you think like, they fucking come? There's like romances like, between the shamed ones in a door. Like, dude, that's an air conditioner you're sticking your shamed pole into. Like, yeah, that definitely happens a lot. All right. Well, uh, shit. There was something else I was gonna bring up, but I don't think it's important, so it's probably okay. okay. So, any any final thoughts for our beloved listeners tonight? I like this one. It's good, good, good little story. Yeah. I'm gonna give it an A. You're gonna give it an A. I think I think yeah. A is fair for this one. Yeah, I am gonna, gonna join you on the A train. The A Thanks. train to dump. <laughs> <laughs> they always say if you want to keep it. Yeah, I'm, never mind, I'm gonna stop. All right. If you want well, to keep in God's graces, you can go to Dome Town or the A Train. It's up to you. <laughs> All right. Well, we're done. We're gonna go do other things on YouTube.com/slash X2. Don't message me more. Twitch.tv/slash Corey loses. What's that? Never mind. Yeah. Okay.